Hey, this is Mitchell McLam, lead pastor of Sapona Road Church in Fayetteville, North Carolina. We're so excited you found our podcast. Our prayer is that you're blessed by today's message. If you would like more information about Sapona Road Church or would like to give to this ministry, please visit our website at saponaroadchurch.com. We hope you have a great day and enjoy today's message. So, jumping straight into what the Lord's put on my heart, um, you see there's these two fancy puzzles up here. It's okay if you look at the puzzles rather than looking at me. I'm not going to be mad the whole time. But um, I just want to take some time to talk to you today about how our lives and everything we do is kind of like a puzzle. Does everybody feel that way? Some things you're trying to do is like a puzzle. I know Wesley for sure. That's our job, man, is to take things apart and to figure out how to put them back together. That that is our jobs. Um, puzzles when I was when I was a kid coming up, um, that's what we had to do. You know, there was video games, but I couldn't afford a video game. Family couldn't afford a video game, so they were like, "Hey, figure this out." You know, this is a puzzle my dad put together and destroyed, so we can keep, be quiet. And um, me and my brother had this really, really nice styrofoam puzzle. You build like a tower. It's like the Eiffel Tower. And so we got about halfway through this puzzle, me and my brother Chris. And uh, with his ADD and my ADHD, we didn't finish it. The, pu- the tower was never finished. And I, I got to thinking about that. And I was like, it's kind of like the Tower of Babel. You know, it wasn't meant to be finished. It just it meant it was supposed to be collapsed and knocked down. But it's just... The more you think about it, you reflect on times like that as a kid when you're preparing for sermons. Um, Some histories uh, on puzzles for you. The first puzzle was created around the 1760s by a man named John Spilsbury. So Spilsbury took a map of the world. He laid it over a piece of wood and he cut it out with a jigsaw. And that is why they are called jigsaw puzzles. Um, He did this to help teach the geography of the world. I can't believe they had a map of the world in the 1760s. I'm like, bro, I can't even, I can't even deal with Google Maps, barely. So I'm really, really, thoroughly shocked that this guy had a map of the world in the 1760s. So Apple worked the patent, my guy, on that one. But So he did this so the students um, could see how the world was laid out, how the map was. And he cut it along the borderlines of the different countries. Um, as we know, they talk about continental drift over the years and all this good science and stuff. But however, it's very interesting to me just to, to stop and think for a minute. So he cut the puzzles along the borders of the countries so the kids could put them back together. So this guy already knew what the puzzles looked like, but he took the world apart to see if they could put it back together. Not to see if he could put it back together, but just to see if they could put it back together. That's just some food for thought. Um, the bene- there's, there's many benefits to puzzles. Um, they help with memory and cognitive skills. Um, they really help with short-term memory loss, it says. Um, it helps manage stress and anxiety. Oh, Lord, how we need that. That would probably explain why most of the puzzles at Walmart and every store we look, we're gone. <laughs> so uh, they help, it helps with stress and anxiety. It improves knowledge and systematic problem-solving skills. Um, I can attest to that. Once again, you know, I'm a mechanic. That is my job. I take things apart and I put things back together that are broken. So I mean, to, to make it work, obviously, I hope. But 
that is my job. And uh, it's, sometimes it's very difficult. Um, John, lovely John that's here today. Thanks for coming, John. I just, he could tell you I've had my whole shop covered in a million pieces of little parts. And guys, like, how do you figure out how to put that back together? Well, Justin has a little uh, cheat code. It looks kind of like this that came with this fancy looking Dory poster. And it tells me how that goes back together the whole time. But sometimes it's not very descriptive. Sometimes it's more like the backside of this when I do things. But however, that helps out a lot. Um, another fun fact for you is you can see my lovely Disney stuff here. I got a Disney bag, Disney poster, um, or puzzle piece. Disney had the, has the largest commercially made puzzle in the world with over 40,000 pieces weighing 44 pounds. 44 pounds. This puzzle right here was 200 pieces, and Pastor Amber did a fantastic job of putting that together last night, so she really put together my sermon. So either way, she, uh, she did a fantastic job of doing that, just watching her think while also trying to tend to this, this new baby and to tend to my cat, trying to knock it off the, off the stand she was trying to use several times, and me telling her to get up and get me something to drink. It was, uh, she did a fantastic job. So uh, I want to take a minute and kind of just look at how puzzle pieces are shaped. Um, as you can see, this puzzle piece is shaped, you know, kind of like what you would expect a puzzle piece to be shaped like. But however, there are many different puzzle pieces. So you can kind of see, I'm going to mess up my puzzle right here for a second. This puzzle piece and this puzzle piece is not shaped the same. But however, they fit in the same puzzle, or at least I hope. But they fit in the same puzzle. And so, kind of like us, you know, we're not shaped the same, but we all fit in the same body of Christ. Um, so, when puzzles are created, they use this big, big press that actually presses down 700 tons of pressure, of force, to cut the puzzle. That's a lot for some paper. That's a lot of force. 700 tons. I can't do the math. I think it's, what's that, Mr. Thomas? 14, 14,000, 1,400, 1,400 pounds? I can't do the math. Either way, <laughs> 700 times however many, you know, that's just, that's a lot of force, 700 tons. So this 700 tons is pushed down on a stamp that then forms the puzzle. And so it's just interesting that the puzzle pieces are pressed just like we are puzzle pieces. As you can see where I'm going here, and we are pressed but not crushed, we're persecuted but not abandoned. And so that's just something to think about, interestingly enough, how we are just like these puzzle pieces. So, this brings up the title of my sermon. I don't know if Carter has it up there yet. Are you a piece or puzzled? Are you a piece or are you puzzled? That is the question I pose to you guys today. Are you a piece or are you puzzled? To be puzzled is to be confused about something. Like when you pour out a box of these puzzle pieces, like last night, it's really confusing. And you don't even know where to start at. You have no idea where you might want to start at. Or even better, I can relate to this one personally myself, trying to put together some type of furniture or like children's furniture, stuff like that. Man, it is absolutely insane. The people that do that stuff, they are to come pre-assembled. But either way, that is the, that's the feeling of puzzle that I'm referring to when I, when I speak this morning. 
And so when I refer to the piece, I'm asking if you're a piece to be used or if you're puzzled. Um, continuing on is this is this is really a question I want you guys to ponder as I speak this morning. Um, what is your place in the church or the kingdom of God? And have you found your place? If you if you can't answer at least one answer to that question, if you there's multiple answers to that question. If you can't give me at least one answer to that question, then you are puzzled, and that's okay. That's that's what we're here to talk about today. So, what is your place in the church or the kingdom of God? Do you know where you fit in the grand scheme of these things? Do you have your exact idea to say, hey, this is what I'm supposed to do, this is what I'm called to do, and this is what I'm going to do? Do you know that? And it's okay if you don't. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the people in the Bible that were puzzled. Uh, firstly, we're going to talk about Moses, because we've been recently talking about him with Pastor Mitchell. We're going to talk about Moses, and I want to go back to a story where Moses was, he grew up inside of the palace, inside of the kingdom of Egypt. And he saw his people being tormented outside, you know, they were being, be, be, being beaten, that's a mouthful, by one of the slave drivers to build their stuff. And then he saw it and he went and he slayed the Egyptian and he killed him and he thought he was doing something good. So he thought. So then when he was, okay, awesome, I just killed the slave driver that was trying to hurt my people. Now they'll like me and I can kind of relate to them. No, that's not how it played out. They were like, oh my, he killed somebody, yo, he killed somebody. Like, I was helping you out, man. Like, they were beating you. You want me to, like, wake them back up so they could beat you some more? So he was really puzzled as to what happened, and he didn't know what to do, so he did what I would do, fight or flight. And he chucked out. He deuced it. That dude was gone. He ran. He was gone. And so as we know, Moses ran, and he left Egypt. We're looking at another story. Um, let's look at Joseph and Mary for a second. So... Joseph and Mary have the wildest story in the Bible, if you had to ask me my opinion, because this lady <laughs> is pregnant before she gets married, and her, her fiancé is like, what? Like, what's going on here? So, but either way, let's look at their story. When Joseph had the dream about Mary having a baby Jesus before he sealed the deed, I'm going to use that, he was probably... He was probably kind of confused. He was like, no, nah, that's just a crazy dream. You ever have crazy dreams? We, man, I talk about crazy dreams all the time. So he, prob he had a crazy dream, and he's like, okay, okay. You know, maybe that was, and the Lord reveals a lot to us during dreams. Don't, don't get that confused. That's a whole other you know, sermon. The Lord reveals a lot to us during dreams. And so I'm sure he woke up. He didn't get the same angel showing up. You're going to, you know, the, the power of the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you and you're going to be pregnant and you shall name him Jesus and he'll be the savior of the world. He didn't get that whole thing that Mary got. Instead, he just got a dream, which is about the most that us men need, you know, because we don't listen very well either way. So I'm just going to speak on our behalf for a little bit. So when my man sees Mary come down pregnant, I'm sure he was like, yo, he was like, that dream was real. And so he was probably pretty puzzled, wouldn't you say? I mean, he, was, he had a dream, but he's still probably pretty puzzled. So, 
those are just a couple instances that I just thought about. There's many other instances that people were probably confused. We could keep going and say the other Joseph that had the dreams about um, him being a conqueror and being a uh, being a leader one day, and then his brothers throw him out there to be sold and tried to kill him. And you know, we could we could keep going and very descriptive. A lot of different stories in the Bible where people are puzzled. So I say all that to say that it's okay to be puzzled about something. It's okay to be puzzled about something. Um, just as these great people in the Bible were that we talked about, maybe you're not quite sure how to go about the Christian life or where you fit in the big picture. I was kind of puzzled about how you guys would react to me saying sealed the deep. But however, I said it anyways, so it's done. And there's, it's okay to be puzzled about things like that, and it's okay to be puzzled about certain things in life. But, however, I want to remind you, in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33, it says, For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. So we know that God doesn't bring confusion. God is a God of peace. He's a God of restoration. It's the devil that brings confusion. It's ourselves that bring confusion. It's the devils inside of us. Because we can admit we got some that creep in there in our mind, like like Miss Melissa was talking about. Um, the the our mind is our own worst enemy. So it it could be uh it could be one of those things that, you know, hey, the devil's creeping in my mind and he's saying, Hey, are you sure you want to do that? Are you sure you want to get up there and speak? Are you sure you want the you sure you want to do that? Is that what the Lord really wants for you? That's not the case at all. But that's just one of the things to think about. So, or even worse, you think you know the big picture and where you fit in, and then boom, life happens. Show them how life happens, Pastor Jonathan. So let's say you know the big picture and you know how life happens, and your life turns out to be just like this. You had the big picture, you had it all together, and you knew that you fit in one piece, but then... Life just happened, and your puzzle is destroyed. Right? Okay. So, things, and that's, that's okay. Like I said, life happens. Things like this can happen because the puzzle you were a part of might not have been what God had destined for you. That might have not been the puzzle, that, the, the big picture that God had laid out for you. That could have been the puzzle that was the picture of the world, that the, the picture that you pictured yourself in, and not what God had destined for you. Because there's a selfish will, and then there's God's will. And so we get confused sometimes thinking that, okay, well, this must be God's will for me because it's just so great for me. No, that's, that's not it. <laughs> that ain't the way this works. <laughs> I've been broke many a times, and I'm, I'm hoping that wasn't God's will because it definitely wasn't Justin's will, but I think that's the way it needed to be. <laughs> And so that's, that's where we get stuck at sometimes, is that we think that that's what we want, but then God comes and boom, he throws life, he lets life happen to us for a reason. And it's so that way you can see that puzzle's in a million pieces, but however, you see what I still have? I could put that puzzle right back together. Because I got this picture right here. But, like I said, that's, that might not be the puzzle that God wants for us. So... I really had this thought, and the Lord gave me this sermon, and I'm, I'm not afraid, you know, to share my mind most of the time, all the time. And so the Lord gave me this thought when I was in the shower. And I got out of the shower, and I walked straight in the air, and I said, look, I said, the church is like a puzzle. And that's all I said. And she was like, huh? 
And I'm sure she was puzzled herself. <laughs> and so I want you guys to go with me here for a second. Don't forget my question to you. What is your place in the church and the kingdom of God? But however, I want you guys to go with me here for a second. Just open up your minds and let's, let's kind of explore outside our, our boxes. The puzzle in the church. So when I think about putting together a puzzle, the first thing that I watched Pastor Amber do the other night was put the borders on the outside of that puzzle. Do we, everybody do that? You put the borders together? I don't know. If you got to be crazy to try to put the middle of the puzzle together and then go out, like you got to be like Stephen Hawkins genius or something. <laughs> so um, we think about the borders of that puzzle and then you begin to fill in from the, the outside of that puzzle towards the inside until it's complete. And you always look for the easiest pieces and the paths to go, which is okay. That's what I do. Usually I do puzzles like this that are big, and I leave those for other people to do like the good Lord. So when I think about the borders of a puzzle, I think about how they kind of stop. You know where the stopping point is on that puzzle, and you just work your way inwards. And I think about the leadership and the saints of the church, how we as the leadership and the, the older saints and the eldership of the church are the borders. They're the people that say, hey, this is the mission that's been laid before us. This is where God is directing us to go as a church. And this is, this is the idea behind how we're going to get there. But however, we don't know the big picture. We might be the borders, but we don't know the big picture. Okay? Next, let's look at the body of that puzzle. The body of the puzzle it, it completes the big picture, but it's still not the big picture itself. The body of the, of the, of the puzzle is, and the body of the church is like the, the janitors. It's the laity. It's the faithful church member. It's the people that come here and that attend regularly. It's the people that go out and evangelize and share their, their ministry and share the gospel at work. It's the people that try to stay tuned in and plugged into the church. Those, that is the body of the puzzle of, of the church. And together, the with the leadership as the border and then the body filling in what the leadership cannot do to make the big picture that's how the church is and that's how the big picture is created so i think a little bit further and i'm not afraid to admit that i don't get along with everybody i really don't and it kind of hurts my heart because i'm a people person i love people and i just want them to love me but however some people just don't like me <laughs> And I had to get over that about myself, especially being in management now. I found out that people really don't like me sometimes because I feel like I'm singing the same song to them. Oh, you know, hey, give me about two more weeks, three more weeks, I'll get to you. you know? And they get tired of hearing that. But however, I found out that people really don't like me. So what does that have to do with puzzles, Pastor Justin? Well, looking at these puzzles that are down here on the ground, this puzzle piece may not fit over here, and this puzzle piece may not fit over here, but however, they're all part of the same puzzle. Just like inside the church, you may not connect with a person that sits over here. I'm going to use people for reference. I'm going to call it names. Pastor Amber may not uh, connect with Jonathan, and Pastor Jonathan may not connect with Brian, but Amber connects with Brian, and Brian connects with Jonathan. And so in turn... We all connect with each other. We may, not, we may not connect and see each other all the time, but we are connected through each other as one big family. Just like holding hands. You can't hold hands with everybody in the circle if there's five people, unless you got five arms. And it's just it's one of them things. It's just like holding hands. So we're all connected. 
And so the more I think about it, is the more that I think about how we're connected, like a puzzle, and we, uh, you know, we form, <laughs> we can form to be a big picture like the body of Christ, and we create a big picture together. Not one single puzzle piece on that ground I could pick up and say, hey, that looks like Dory. I'm sure if I pick this up, y'all couldn't tell me that this was a picture of Dory. But however, <laughs> that's right. However, when they come together, it forms the great picture that the creator intended for it to be, that he pressed and that he created. So we talked a little about being puzzled. Um, and being puzzled is being confused. Don't forget my question, going back to it. What is your place in the church and in the kingdom of God? Um, now, this is just a little bit extra, and y'all can throw rocks at me, but from a distance because of COVID. So y'all can throw rocks at me later on, but um, I just want to throw this out there. There isn't but one side to a puzzle. There isn't but one face. So, like, if you ever... <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever see this. If you have somebody that you that you deal with and they're, you turn their puzzle piece over and there's another side to it, that's that's not part of the puzzle that you want to be a part of. You know what I'm saying? And so there ain't but one side to that puzzle. There isn't but one face that helps create the big picture. That's just a little bit extra snippet. Um, I don't know why the Lord laid that on my heart. Um, but puzzled. Hmm. So with all this being said... Once again, I asked the question, are you a piece or are you puzzled? Well, you know, this uh, seems like a tough question, but it's not. It's really not, if you think about it. Because if you were confused about where you fit in the kingdom of God, I got to ask the question, are you saved? Because if you've chosen Christ as your creator and your savior, then... If you have not, I'm sorry, if you have not chosen Christ as your creator, your savior, then you're puzzled. But if you have chosen Christ as your savior, then you're at peace. So if you have not submitted to the authority and his will, then you are puzzled. But if you have submitted to his authority and his will, then you're at peace. If you haven't allowed him to put you in a place to see if you fit, you know, sometimes we take the piece of that puzzle and we're like, that looks like it goes right there. That's the same way God does us in situations. He takes us and he puts us in a situation just to see if we fit there, just to see how we're going to fit there. And sometimes we don't fit, and that's okay. But we're still, a bigger, we're still a piece of the bigger picture of that puzzle. And so I want to just tell you guys today that it's okay to be puzzled. I was puzzled before myself. I was really, really confused about who I was and, you know, where I fit in the body of Christ and what I was supposed to do. And I still struggle with that. And the devil tries to strike him, bring confusion towards my mind about those things. He tries to say, look, Justin, you know, are you sure you're supposed to be teaching the youth? Are you qualified? Um, think about the things that you've done before. Think about where you've been. You know, think about where you where you've where you sat, the places you've, you've been in. Just think about that. Are you really qualified? And I, I strike the devil down. And I said, you know, devil, you're a liar. You're the father of lies. And you bring deceit and confusion into my life. And I'm, I choose not to be puzzled. I choose to still be a piece in the master's hand, in the creator's hand. So the good news is, is that I'm sure you guys know as well, but I know the creator of the puzzle. 
in Genesis 1-1, it says, for he formed the heavens and the earth. And then it continues on to say that he put every creature on this earth and all the birds in the air. And he knows every hair on your head. He knows every step that you take, every breath that you breathe. And he, he knows. And that is the creator of our puzzle. It's, it's, Jesus. it's Jesus. It's God. He's created our puzzle. So I just, I think about the puzzle and I think about how the puzzle correlates to the church and the body. And there's something else that I just can't seem to shake off of my mind. So life happened to this puzzle, right? We said that life just threw it down and the puzzle's in a hundred pieces. But however, you would think that the puzzle was completely destroyed. But however, I can still pick up this piece right here. It's still connected. And see, just like that puzzle has still connected, you can still put it back together. You're never too broken to be put back together. The Lord is, you're never too far gone for him to piece you back together as your own individual puzzle. Anything that you've done in your life, anything that you've struggled with, you're never too far gone. So, I said that we know the creator of the puzzle. And I just want to kind of help you guys understand how to become a piece of the puzzle and not be puzzled. When we receive salvation and submit ourselves to Christ, we allow ourselves to become a piece of the puzzle in the master's hands. When we say, yes, Lord, here I am. We submit to his will. This is, this is Justin. Just remove myself from this picture and you just put God right here and this is his hand. This is Justin right here. And when I say, yes, Lord, I'll do that. Yes, Lord, I submit to your will. He's able to take me and place me exactly where I'm supposed to go. And when he places me exactly where I'm supposed to go, that makes the picture, the picture just a little bit more complete. Just a little bit more complete. And I say, yes, Lord, send me. I receive you. And then we look back on Moses. We look back at Moses, how he ran we look back at Moses on how he uh, how he he came about and he uh, he killed the Egyptian and he ran he he fled to get out of town and then he came upon a burning bush and that was the Lord speaking to him the Holy Spirit said hey you're gonna go back to where you just came from what I just I just got freed from that situation you want me to go back into a situation I was just free from yeah yeah I want you to go back into a situation you're just free from because I'm gonna use you. You're a piece to my puzzle. I'm going to use you, and i got a greater plan. And we see how Moses, is, Moses found his fullness and destiny when he submitted himself to the will of God. Right, if you come put that piece up here. If, and we'll see how Moses did that. And just like he said, okay, now what do you want me to do? I'm back. I'm, I'm here at Egypt, but I'm not in the palace. Yes, sir. Thank you. And he says... Well, I want you to leave my children out of Israel. And he allowed God to use him as a piece of the puzzle again. Just like Brian allowed me to use him to place that piece up here inside of this puzzle. And so we'll look and we'll jump off of Moses there. You know, we know his story and we've talked about it over these past couple of weeks. But we'll look at Mary and Joseph on how he altered humanity and um, how, they, how they moved inside of, uh, 
inside of the human race, and they made a drastic change. See, Mary and Joseph also humanity when they agreed to be faithful, not only to God, but to each other. And so we think about how Mary and Joseph could have said, no, Lord, don't, don't use us. People's going to ridicule us for walking around here pregnant. But they chose to not care how they looked. They chose not to care how they were presented before people. They chose to care about how they were presented before God. And that's what we should be concerned about. We, we should be concerned about how we're going to be presented before God and not how we are presented before our friends and our peers. And um, I struggled with that for a long time. Like, I'll wear whatever is going to look cool, but i wear that so that way I can, I, if I can get your attention anyway just to share the gospel, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do anything it takes to share the gospel to you, except just short of sinning. I'm not, not going to do that, but I'm going to do whatever it takes to share the gospel. And I don't care what people say I talk like. I don't care what people say that, you know, hey, he, uh, he talks funny, he looks funny, he smells funny, he's not as relevant as what he should be, or... He may not do the things like I do them, but that's because they may fit down here on this piece of the puzzle, but I fit up here on this piece of the puzzle, and I don't know what that piece of the puzzle is. I don't know what it's like, but the Lord does, and the Lord can deal with that piece of the puzzle. I just know I'm going to submit to his will, and I'm going to be my piece of the puzzle, and that's, that's all he's looking for, and that's exactly what Mary and Joseph did for that puzzle. And so, exactly, just like Jonathan, when I asked Jonathan, I said, hey, look, can you come up here and put this piece of the puzzle in there? He could have easily said, nah, man, you're crazy. Well, can you throw this puzzle down the ground? He says, absolutely. <laughs> you know, that's just like that. He, Mary and Joseph chose to be faithful. So, we found out that we could submit ourselves and be at peace. We found out that Moses submitted himself to the Lord's will and became a peace to get back into the situation. We found out that Mary and Joseph chose to be faithful and they submitted themselves in that way to be a peace. But let's look at the, the role that we play in the kingdom. We all play a role in the kingdom, just like every piece of this puzzle has to be put in there. You can't see the big picture of this puzzle without every piece in there. You just can't, it's impossible. You, they, I mean, you could be missing the one main piece that looks like an eye or something, you know, and it throws you all off. And that causes the big picture to be unfinished, incomplete. I said that I struggled for, for quite a while to fit in, you know, when I realized something about Christ. I struggled about my calling. I struggled about where I was going to fit in ministry when I was over at Praise Fellowship and I was just helping out do things. I struggled really bad, and I was like, Lord, I, I kind of, I cried out to him, and I said, Lord, where do I fit? I, I don't have peace about this. I'm, it's creating anxiety. And I said that the Lord's, he's not a God of confusion. So that was, that was me. I was creating confusion inside myself. And I said, Lord, I'm, I'm puzzled about what I'm supposed to do. But however, I started to, to look at these, these masterpieces that somebody's created and reflecting on myself, and I said, well, hold on a second. We talked about how the borders is the church staff and the, the eldership and the, you know, the spiritual saints and stuff, and we talked about the body being the laity of the church. Well, I related to myself, and I said, Lord, I was like, what am I? And I thought about it when I was there, and I was just a filler piece. I was just a piece of solid-colored puzzle that I just helped fill in the big picture. And I was okay with that because there is a big ministry inside the church for gap fillers. 
There's a big ministry for church inside the church for people that's there to fill the gap, people that's there to pick up the slap, people that's that's there that that's not given credit to, that's not seen. There's a big ministry for that. And those are the people that really make the church go around. We can get up here and preach all day long. But however, if this sound didn't work, you wouldn't be able to hear me. I couldn't even hear myself. I mean, if if the piano wasn't tuned just right, you would think it sounded awful. If I wasn't able to get this swallow of water, if somebody didn't go get it, then I I might not be able to stand up here and talk to you. I might be caught mouth the whole time. I mean, there's there's a big role for people that are gap fillers inside of the church. So I've talked to you a little bit about how puzzles are made and how they're they're pressed and how they're all formed and stuff. And we said that the first puzzle was a jigsaw puzzle. Okay? Bear with me. The puzzles when they were made, they uh they have different terminology for different puzzles. They got 3D puzzles, 4D puzzles, all the skid ass, you know, all different kinds of puzzles, uh crossword puzzles. Um, you know, just so much, so many different puzzles. But however, when we just talk about these puzzles right here, these, these little jigsaw puzzles, we talk about these puzzles right here. They have a term that they call fully interlocking. These puzzles are fully interlocking. And what that means is the uh, adjacent pieces are connected in such a way that when one piece is moved, the other pieces move with it. So just like I picked up that little stack of pieces earlier, they all move with the pieces of the puzzle. And that is the same thing that we're supposed to do. And we're supposed to connect together. And when one of us moves up, we're supposed to bring everybody else with us. Just like when the pastor's in his studies and he's, he's in there and he's seeking the will of, of, the, of God for the sermon that he's supposed to preach. And he's looking to take the next step in faith and to take us deeper into God's presence. He's bringing us with him. He's dragging us with him, and we're supposed to do that as a family. If we're praying, and we're praying just for ourselves and our family, and we're not praying for our church, we're wrong. We're not taking our other pieces with us. We're not interlocking like we should be. And that's something that we have to do as a church. We have to be connected, and we have to be tight enough that when we, one of us gets brought down, it brings down the rest of us, so when the other side gets picked up, we can pick that other piece back up. We have to be that tight as a church family. Um. See, the only person that knows the big picture is the creator. And he formed us, but he can also pick us up and put us back together. I've, over my years in a ministry, and kind of just watching growing up with my family in ministry and switching denominations here for a while, you know, I was a part of the Assemblies of God. Um, I've, I've watched churches get tore down. I've watched uh, the devil get inside of a church and just tear it down from the leadership down. And I think about how there's, there's great churches, great massive like, big churches that the Lord has moved inside of at one point in time that end up and they have this great, big, beautiful picture that they've just, that they've painted of the Lord and they end up just like this puzzle right here on the ground. And I, I think I was like, God, you know, you can't, that can't be so, that can't happen. But then it, it reminds me that he says, hey, that's okay. It's okay. Life happened. You know, it's okay. When you fell apart, let me pick you up and place you back in the correct spot, just like it should be, because he's the creator of that puzzle. He's the one that pieced it together. So 
as I start to wrap up, um, <laughs> this one hit me hard um, because I was I was like a black sheep in my family. Um, I'm the only person that's moved away from my parents. Um, I'm the only person that I have to do everything for myself. Um, I, I feel the need to go the extra mile. Um, I'm the the young one that went to the military and ran off, you know, and tried to do that thing. And I've I've been the black sheep. Um, and this one struck me hard, is that when you're doing a puzzle and you've put it away and you bring it back out to finish it, and you look and you realize, hey, I'm missing one piece of that puzzle. And I thought about how God, when the Bible talked about him leaving the 99 to go find the one. I thought about where I fit in on that, the 99 and the one. I thought about how I was the one. I was, the, I was that one puzzle piece that was missing. That when I was placed in there, I made the picture whole. And I just, I couldn't get it off my mind. I was like, Lord, I was like, you, you wouldn't leave the whole rest of the picture that you almost have complete just to come find me. But yet he does, you know, he does. That's what, that's who he is. That's what kind of father he is. That's the creator of the puzzle is he applied that force to cut that puzzle and take us apart and put us back together so we could be stronger than ever. That's the way he made us. And he's not going to cut a puzzle and then miss a piece just so that way we can miss the big picture. And that's that he loves us. You know, that's, that's that he created us to connect together. He created us to be one big family. And I guess I just, my big, my big thought behind it is if there's somebody that you just you don't like, you feel like you can't tolerate, you just need to connect together with them. You know, we're all connected as one big picture of the puzzle. Whether, whether or not that you connect directly to them or you connect through somebody else, we need to be connected. And that God will leave the, the big picture to find you. God will leave the big picture to find you. So Ephesians chapter 1 verses 21 through 22 says, In Christ, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. So I asked you the question, are you a piece or are you puzzled? I already knew the answer. I already knew the answer. I just wanted to see what you thought of yourself. I just wanted to see where you placed yourself inside the grand scheme, the big picture of life. I wanted to see if you were puzzled or if you thought you were a piece. And I'm here to tell you that you're a piece. You're a piece of the puzzle, and you're missing. You're missing from, from the picture. And I'm just here to say, hey, we need you to complete us. We need you. Whether we need you to help out in the church or whether we just need you to come back home, you know, whether we, we need you to surrender and submit to God's will and let him be your savior, we need you. You complete us. So I'm asking you to take your role and to take your, your, your spot in the kingdom. So the Lord is, he orchestrates everything together for the good of those who love him. And I just can't shake it off my mind that I, I complete the big picture. And I picked I pick this one that, uh, from the kids. I took it from the kids, I'm sorry, by the way. <laughs> but either way, I, I picked this one because it has all the countries on it. And I think about how 
we may not talk to anybody directly in China, but we talk to a missionary that talks to people in China. And we, the people in China may not talk to anybody in Egypt, but they talk to a missionary that talks to people in Egypt. And the people in Egypt may not talk to anybody in the South America, but there's a missionary in Egypt that talks to people in South America. And how we as a world, we as a, a human race, we need to become connected again. There's so much strife and division. Um, you can't, the, the picture is not complete. And we're allowing um, certain tyrannies, and I won't get all political, but we're, allow, we're allowing tyranny to tear us apart as a puzzle. We're allowing things just to come up and knock us over and to not come together and connect and join together like the Lord has orchestrated and called for us to be. And that is something when, when part of the puzzle is pushed, the whole puzzle moves with it. So when Jonathan knocked down this puzzle, he didn't just knock down one piece of it. He knocked down the whole puzzle. And that's something that we have to, we have to draw back to our memory as a, as a nation and as a world is that we're called to be together. We're stronger together. The Lord never meant for us to try to do this life alone. He is a relational father. He is, he is a loving father. And he called for us to network and to do things. That's why we have so many social media platforms. It's because we just want to connect with people. We just want to be loved. We just, we just want to stay in touch. And that's something that I'm, I'm calling you guys to do, is to take your place and to stay connected. Because you're a part of the big picture. And I love you. If you don't hear anybody else say it, I love you. I really do. And I need you to help complete my picture because I need each and every one of you in my life. So as we bow our heads and we go to the Lord in prayer and we get ready to close out, I pray that the Lord just just helps us to be the, the piece of the puzzle that we're supposed to be. So, Father, I thank you, Lord, for your your perfect word, Lord, your perfect will this day, Father. I thank you, Lord, for your love and your abundance that surpasses all knowledge. I thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy that overflows. But, Lord, I, I come to you with a heavy heart, with a heavy burden this day, Father, Lord, just to the call not upon, not only upon my brothers and sisters, but just call upon myself, Lord, just to be a submissive piece of the puzzle, just to allow you to place me where I'm supposed to go inside the grand scheme of things to help create the big picture. I pray, God, that if, I'm, if I have trouble, Lord, submitting to your will, that you just continue to move, move and work inside of us. I pray, Lord, that you just continue to, to help mold us, Lord, and shape us to be who we're supposed to be inside of you. Because when we, when we complete the picture, Lord, we find completeness. We find joy. We find fullness, Father, Lord. And, and when you use us, Lord, we just find our place. And I pray, Father, Lord, that you just continue to move inside of us, Lord, and just let us submit ourselves to you and surrender daily, Lord, as a living sacrifice. I pray, Father God, for those that are lost, those that may be lost, Lord, that you just, you just work inside of their heart, Father, Lord, and that you just continue to move inside of them, Lord, that they may find you in all your glory. I pray, Father, Lord, that you just help us to find our place inside the church and inside your kingdom. And I pray, Lord, that we just stay connected when we get there. I love you and I thank you for this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.